How are we doing? Good morning, good morning. Ow. <laughs> that early <laughs> Never too early for Shrag. <laughs> That's probably the understatement of the day. <laughs> How are you doing, Scoob? I am a bit tired. I have been taking some, I guess, much-needed downtime. Probably a little bit too much, maybe. I don't know. Kind of went through the Disney Plus app and uh, binge watched the 1990s Spider Man cartoon. All 65 nice. episodes in a day and a half. <laughs> wow. Yeah, literally just. That's like, I can't. It's like Thursday morning. I went in and I turned on. I came, did my normal morning routine. I come out, turn on all the computers, go and uh, kind of grab my bowl of cereal. And then it was like, started watching. I started watching Wednesday night and then just kept going all day. I was like, the intent was to just watch like two hours worth and then come in here and start working on video editing. Next thing I know, it's 11 o'clock at night and it's like, okay, I'm going to go to bed now. And then Friday morning was like, well, I only have like 10 episodes left. Let me go through those and. I was done before or done about lunchtime and spent Friday afternoon working on things <laughs> for the working on things at the office in the in my little office area but you know it was kind of nice just kind of watch some watch some old school Spider-Man. I thought there would be more episodes but I guess I was wrong. How about you guys? How are you guys doing? How's your week been going? I know glad we it's the a... weekend. <laughs> I'm glad it's the weekend. I 100% agreement on that. Doing good. Got my coffee. Got my puppy sitting next to me. Got my cool new headgear, mm -hmm. <laughs> which totally matches my grandpa jacket that I'm wearing because it's cold. <laughs> I, you know what? I've just got to say this for you, Hill. Um, did you see Brandon's tweet yesterday? No, I am not on Twitter. Oh, okay. Brandon put out a tweet thinking about, you know, he was suggesting maybe doing some audiobooks and possibly doing uh, a reading of the never ending story. And I got to say, I'm with that little circlet on, you look like the, the princess from the first yes. uh, first one. I'm just, just throwing that out there because it just seems to fit. <laughs> it makes my heart so happy. <laughs> Which, full disclosure, I have not watched that movie all the way through. I do not remember ever watching it all the way through. I haven't seen it ages like 20 years maybe and, and to be fair i never watched lab I, I i i'm familiar with labyrinth i can't remember the last time i watched it all the way through but the other thing is like legend never saw it we Fam need to familiar with it but i never watched it <laughs> i'm also thinking does leia like not wear does leia not wear one of those in the throne room ceremony at the end when they're given the no the no i don't remember her having headgear Oh, aside from aside from there, those yeah. like earmuff buns or whatever that whatever crazy <laughs> hairstylist came up with that. <laughs> yeah, no, this was more the necklace, wasn't it? That was that. Yeah, she had the she had the the big honking uh, necklace. So can we also acknowledge how adorable Shrag's hat is? I, I expected something a bigger because when I'm picturing Shrag's floppy hat, I'm thinking it's like you know, like out to here. <laughs> Twice as wide as he is. <laughs> to be fair, if I was the size of a goblin, it probably would be. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> you needed like another six inches on the brim there, you know. <laughs> uh. Well, before we get started, thank you, Mr. Chelly, for the donation of what whatever do? Scoob is going to give us. Uh oh. Ah, good man. <clears throat> 10,000 bubbles. Let's see. I like it. Gift from the tricksters. Well, we say we like yeah. it. We might not when it arrives. It might be cursed. Well, that's time. true. Hi, Q. Yep. And of course, um, there's this one carryover from last week. It's a 1D10 heal. I think it, it might have been a. It's a thanks at Mayflower from Jasfar. So I don't know if that was intentionally for a heal or just kind of a, a thank you, but we'll just give you a 1D10 one d heal for if you're still needing hit points. I don't know if this. I don't know if you do at this point because we've been in town. As I say, we think I think we had our long rest, so it should be good. Yeah. So, all right. What's a circlet of clasping? Just out I'm... of curiosity. Circlet. <laughs> <laughs> It's early. Are you yes. trying to give us it's, class? Is that what you're trying to do? I was, give us I was wondering if, if it was that or it was allowing you to multi-class. <laughs> no, it's just me being tired. <laughs> tired, I can uh, understand. I, when I was typing it earlier, I did the same thing, but I caught it. I got, I got cocky. That's my problem. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> uh, but... I do have a new stove coming in. It will be installed tomorrow. So Yay. My dad was very my dad came over and was like, "Hey, let's uh, uh help me took he took a look, verified that the the outlet wasn't bad. It was the stove that had burned out." And he's like, "Let's go take a ride." Okay. Oh. So I went over and got a picked up a uh, ordered a stove and first we were like, "We'll take it," but you know, he and I are both kind of little overweight, a little tired, you know, he's got some, had some, had some knee issues and whatnot. And, you know, we just had got done putting together a, a shed. Um, and it was like, you know, yeah, we could totally just, you know, throw it in the trailer, lug it up the three stairs I got to get into that section of the house and install it. But then it's like, okay, what do I do with the old one? All this other stuff. Whereas, you know, the convenience of having them just deliver, install and take the old shit out. Yep, exactly. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, this is just like, you know, something, something to be had for the convenience of having appliance delivery, you know? <laughs> There are some things it's definitely worth splurging a little bit extra mm -hmm. to save yourself the hurt and the time. Well, I mean, if they offer it at no extra cost, I mean, why not take advantage oh. of it, you know? Yeah, especially at no extra cost. Yay for new stoves. Also, yay for dads. Yep. And this one is, uh, this one is, um, we couldn't find a scratch and dent one, but the one we got has like the air fryer option in it. So my wife is just ecstatic about checking it out tomorrow. <laughs> it's like air fryer. Ooh. Nice. So you're going to be torturing us with more pictures of delicious things. Well, like that can of gravy I sent y'all. So funny. <laughs> I was in Sam's Club walking the aisle and it's like, I just see this big, one of those big restaurant size cans as gravy. I'm like, 
Great, we managed to make it, what, 14 and a half minutes before mentioning biscuits and gravy? That's <laughs> never, never not going to do that. <laughs> Ooh, hot cocoa, yum. Get from the Mr. Chelly's making his hot, hot cocoa. cocoa. I, I ran out of coffee creamer this morning, so I've got cocoa in my coffee. Ooh, nice mocha. That. It ain't bad, Camping I'm not mocha. mad about it. Coffee and then pour a bag of Swiss Miss in it. Yeah. It's nice good. little nice little mocha. I like it. It ain't bad. Oh, not going to mention, this is kind of hurting my forehead. But I'm going to stick it out because cosplay is fun. No, cosplay is great. But you know what? If it gives you a migraine, I think every one of us is going to be like, yeah, don't. that was just a stupid idea. No, it's, it's not migraine level. It's just mild irritation level. Yeah, we'll see how that is about break time. Yeah. It might <laughs> see be if it's one of those subtle things. It's like... <laughs> nothing like, to see here. Nothing to see here. Like Sam Regal and his ever-migrating mustache. The mustache or that bloody flask? Oh, God. That flask so always gets me. So gross. I'm just, thinking, I'm just thinking, Hillary, is that how you actually activate it? Is you give your forehead a little bit of a wiggle? Just go. <laughs> yeah. That's the like, somatic like the component. Yeah, rather than, eye, Eyebrow waggle. Rather than the wiggle on the nose, do the wiggle on the forehead. That's the one. Whee! That's close enough. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. <laughs> okay, Jinxie, stop. What? What's she doing? She wants to try the new prime rib with a fried egg biscuit from Hardee's. It's wow. actually not bad. It's actually not bad, especially when you put gravy on it. <laughs> wow. Nothing's bad with country gravy on it, is it? You know, that's kind of the weird thing is trying to find a good biscuits and gravy place when, you know, it's like... But, yeah, Hardee's actually doesn't do a bad sausage gravy. Bob Evans has a really good biscuits and gravy. Bob Evans is really good. Yeah, I'm just feeling really hungry. Good morning and have two bagels. Now you're talking about biscuits and gravy. I mean, I haven't even had food yet. So this is just going to be a theme for our Saturday mornings is talking about all the food we wish we could have. <laughs> well. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I definitely had D&D &D dreams all night last night of exploring a creepy basement. <laughs> you know, when you're cleaning your garage out recently. <laughs> oh, that's cool. What's cool? What you got? Should, should we be worried that the DM sat there going, that's interesting, that's cool, that's interesting, that's cool. Ooh, should we be really scared at this moment in time? Yes. I'm, I'm thinking yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I'm not alone, then that's fine. That's all good. Nope. I'm not alone. <laughs> all right. What could go wrong? We're in a town. We're fine. For the moment. <clears throat> there goes that fate being tempted. Yep. Famous last words. Everything's fine. We're safe in town. Oh. <laughs> uh, and yes, Q, rolling was involved. You just heard it go. Okay, so 
that has been done. Hand that out at some point. Alrighty, so now that I think I uh, got some of the shenanigans out of the way, um, uh, let's see. I got a Q wants me to roll in that one on my next 20 sided roll. It's like, okay. <laughs> so, all right, so you guys are back we in. We need to go back and persuade that woman to give it to us for free then. <laughs> <laughs> You just know he'll line another roll up before that. They'll put the one to, then the important roll will come into it. Um, yeah. So, you guys are are back in are back in town, um, and going had ref, had uh, spoken with a couple of people and looking for some more items, and was referred to a pair of sisters that live on the north. Western side of town. Um, one of them specializes in destruction type things, and the other one is good at restorative type things. It's a very duality dynamic between the two of them. Um, <clears throat> anything? What else are you guys wanting to do in town? Because you just got back, you turned in the cloaker uh, hides to kind of offset the price of. Uh, cloaks being made out of the displacer hides. I need a gem worth 50 gold pieces. Okay. So I'm going to be terribly. Uh, what kind of gem? Let's go with the red one. Stick with my, my red theme. Your red theme. Okay. It's not We'd too... also need to pick up a, one or two more movable rods if the guy has them. To All right. help protect our, our new little fortress. Unfortunately, he's a little. He's out of. Actually, yeah. uh, he's out of immovable rods right now. He has a few that are on commission being made, but they're still a few weeks out before they'll be finished. Okay. And there's an inspiration for Little Red Riding Hat. <laughs> oh, you found a you found a background that keeps it too. That's so cute. It's a little red riding hat. I love it. Oh, that's exactly what the message says. So I'm just telling you. I love it. <laughs> it's all good. Thank you, Q. <laughs> um, so, you'll find a gem, immovable rods. What else are you guys wanting to do? I mean, you're in uh, town. It's, it's your show. We're going to go yeah. talk to the sisters. We had a purpose for going to the sisters, but I can't recall what it was. Anybody? It was definitely the, the spell components for Will. Yeah, I think that's all that it was. Yeah. The spell components. I'm sorry, I don't mean to take much time. I just need another gem for one of my spells. It's all fine. Shrag's just looking at his empty pockets going like... <laughs> Shopping? What's that? <laughs> Do you need anything, Shrag? I have some extra money. Actually, no. That's a really cool thing. I don't actually need to spend any money at the moment. Other than the uh, scribing those spells, but that will come over time. It's going to take time to do them anyway. Do you need any ink or anything for your spells? Shrag will go, ink? <laughs> and a little quill appear in his hand, and he'll literally just going to scroll your name on the wall next to him. And he'll look at it and go, ha, ink. And he'll flick his fingers and it'll disappear. 
All right, you are prepared. <laughs> you, and you don't need paper because you've got that amazing, enormous book, so we're good. <laughs> so the goblin that has everything. have to go shopping at Brookstone and find you something interesting. So, Scoob, I think that's about it. <clears throat> Alright. <clears throat> so, you guys uh, make your way across town to the northwest side. This is kind of a... This area of town is... is, is looks to be kind of kind of older like part of the original like some of the original area it's like the town kind of moved itself uh southwest as it expanded um so some of these buildings appear quite older compared to the rest of the, the rest of the uh city um and you know they're not terrible i mean there's definitely there there definitely have seen better days but you know most old buildings have and you come up to the location where the, the you were directed to, where it's the shop with the two sisters. Um, and as you step in, <clears throat> you see a shop adorned with a variety of different components. Um, some of them are kind of really obscure components. Some of them seem fairly commonplace uh, for Wilhelmina and Shrag. Uh, you guys see that there's even inside there's like you could the from it's like one side of the shop is is a lot of like healing based or or restorative type things which draws uh, will across the opposite side is some things that could be a little more destructive and arc and whatnots which drags shag to his side <laughs> so it's it's almost like a like a like a like a two face type thing. Whenever you think of two faces uh, stuff, where it's got that bi that that uh, binary like, so that's kind of how this shop is all set up. It's not the the tones are are subtle, but it's definitely kind of a good or it's a, it's a good organizational thing as you kind of peruse through the shops. So like half of it is all like black and gray and white and the other half is all like no. shiny and colorful all of it is actually kind of fairly um some might say extravagant in terms of the color palette uh however it's just the the shading is a little different it's a very subtle difference uh it really becomes clear as you guys are looking through because as you kind of look, you see that, okay, on the side that's just a little bit brighter in shade is a lot of healing and restorative type of components. And then on the opposite side the, where the, the the color palette is subdued just slightly is a lot of the like destructive things. And then somewhere and then about in the middle is where the two kind of overlap as far as components that could be used for either side. Cool. There's a few items in different places. Um, Shag, as you kind of peruse through, you see um, it looks. You see something that looks like a a rod of some type that seems to catch your eye. It's got Ooh. some interesting kind of runes and whatnot uh, on it. 
I shall sidle over and uh, pick it up and start fiddling with it. Yep. So, what, Obsidian and Anari, what do you guys do as you come in and you see the two of them just kind of start look, perusing? Just wait and see. <laughs> I'm going to say you waiting for five to go. Say again, Chad? Just kind of just... hanging out. Okay. I will grab my gem and uh, head up to the counter. Okay. And uh, uh, who has the potions? There are various potions on the, on the shelves here, too. This is a, kind of an apothe. Like I said last time, this is kind of an apothecary kind of uh, or component shop. Uh, a few bits and be bits and baubles as well. I was referring specifically to the ones that we have that we need ah. uh, identified. I've got them, but Shrag can do them, so we weren't going to pay for them. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, it's a little expensive. Never mind. I will just purchase my gem. Okay. So as you go up to the counter, you don't really see anybody initially, but after after a little bit uh, from the from a back room, uh, steps out uh, a woman. Um, she has a kind of elven features, um, but they they're kind of they're not very pronounced. Kind of like you'd swear it's almost like a half elf. But um, her and the uh, skin tint is kind of a, 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 a is isn't quite tan like a or or whatnot like a high elf or a wood elf, but it's it's kind of kind of a almost a, a little silvery tone to it. Hmm. As uh, she steps out to uh, to greet you, it's like, oh, welcome, welcome. What can what do, what can we do for you today? I just just need this gem. Oh, okay. Um, that'll be that. The gem's value is about is about fifty gold. So is that going to be efficient? Okay. Perfect. It's exactly what I need. All right. And so, Schnag, are you still playing with your rod there? Yeah, he's having a look at it, and he's he seems to be having a bit of a crisis of conscience. Okay. It's a really, really shiny rod. It looks really cool. How big is it? Um, as you kind of hold it, it, it's about probably about an arm's length for you. Could fit inside a cloak. Mm-hmm. He looks really torn as to whether actually he tries to steal this or not. <laughs> He's looking at it. He's like. <laughs> Does he have any idea what it might be at all? Um, not really. Okay, I'm going to sit down in the middle of the floor of the shop, put the book down for me and open it up, and I'm going to sit on the page next to it and I'm going to start sketching it. Okay. Literally just middle of the aisle. Care, care, couldn't care less. Just <laughs> will can't carry him around me. <laughs> sketching away. As uh, as you're doing, as you're uh, kind of sketching it out, um, the book kind of reacts with uh, with uh, a bit of a bit of surprise and a bit of curiosity. 
about the item you've got there. And as you're sitting there and looking at it, there's a, you, you sense someone standing behind, standing by you. And as you look up and look over, you see uh, a woman, again, kind of el- elvish features, but her skin tint is a little, is slightly, uh, kind of slightly is pale. Um, compared to the other ones, kind of a silvery, sil- sil- almost like a silver sheen to her skin. This one, her her skin seems really pale as she kind of looks down. It's like, can I help you with something? Shiny rod. What is it? <laughs> oh, that is. It's actually a. It's actually a weapon. Uh, when it's activated. Can be kind of it's kind of a little it's kind of a sword, but uh, it's very. At this point, Shrag's gonna jump up and grab in both hands and go. (laughs) (laughs) You seem quite fascinated with that, aren't you? Are you? uh, Are you? What 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 kind of profession do you do? He's gonna hold his hand out and just sort of like. A flame bolt appear in his hand. He won't throw it, but just sort of like the flames will appear in his hand, and he'll wiggle it around a bit, and it'll ah, make it disappear. Very nice. Well, then this is probably something that's perfect for you. At this point, his eyes is getting like wider and wider, which for Shrag is pretty good actually. He's got already quite <laughs> wide eyes. <laughs> I walk so. up behind. How much is it? Oh, I've always had an affinity for goblins. I'll let him have it. That's very generous. It's a uh, it's 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 an item I've been trying to offload for a while, but it feels right that he have it. Now Shrug is totally steal it to its cool. Do I buy it? To the hang on, nobody gives little goblin gifts. This isn't right. He like I look up like adoringly at this elf and goes, "Really? For me? For Shrug? Shiny?" And she nods and gives you. She nods and gives you a little smirk, almost like a little flirty little wink. He's got both the legs in a big hug. <laughs> Thank you, so kind. And if I, <laughs> and the thing is, she tells you is like as you kind of, you just have to think about what kind of weapon you want it to be. It could be a sword. It could be any kind of thing. So, you need to take a moment and think about what you, what weapon you want to think of it as. Pause. You'll hold it in both hands. You're like, and he, you'll uh, think of a rapier because that's like his favorite weapon. All right. Uh, after a little bit, it actually morphs into a rapier. It's got a orange kind of uh, line that travels down the length of the blade. It kind of crackle across like it's like a lava bursting through rock. He's gonna like put the alarm up and sort of do the little flourish of the <laughs> shiny. <laughs> and um, you can go and add to your inventory a hellfire weapon. That's so cool. I think I'm gonna say that shiny now as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's obviously, I mean, Shrag is, he's only a little goblin. It doesn't necessarily have the social grace of the world, but it's going to like, can I get anything for you? <laughs> the adventure. <laughs> Bring stuff back. Well, 
it depends on what where your travels take you but we're always up for different components and and whatnot and my research could always use more uh more spells to, and items to look at is there any place fascinating you've been recently he's, he's gonna look around a little bit surreptitiously and sort of side up and go Ooh, it's a very interesting place have you found anything interesting there Oh, lots of books. You like books? I'm a, I consider myself a, a student of sorts. Oh. Ah, try and find you a nice gift then. Nice okay. book from Shadowfell. All right. If you find anything that's good as far as the uh, creatures or anything that are related to the Nine Hells, that is always fascinating my, for my research. And the mention of the Nine Hells, it'll look a little surprised, but like... Cool. <laughs> and uh, what is he, he's actually going to very rarely he will take it off but he's actually going to take his hat off and do a very big flourishing bow with his hat thank you then ram it back on his head and pull it down tight mm -hmm. alright that was very kind of you thank you uh, can I ask what your name is um she she looks over and says, maybe next time. All right. You keep your secrets. And you keep yours. <laughs> Thank you for the gem and the cool new magic weapon. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And as you as you get uh, as you kind of sift through the uh, the sisters, kind of look at each other and then uh, look back over at, uh, look back over at uh, Obsidian and Anari and like, does anything we do for you, chaps? I think we're doing okay for today, thank you. But we may be returning later should we have other needs. Oh, okay. So then they bid you all adieu, and as you guys uh, sort yourselves out. Um, Shag, your, your rapier will do 1d8 piercing, finesse, so all the weapon stats as far as a rapier, but it then has the extra abilities that are outlined in the description of a Hellfire weapon. That's really cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool's a word, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So, I have no idea about that whatsoever. <laughs> As you kind of describe it into your book, your book your book kind of tells you a little bit more about it. <laughs> At which point he's basically like, oh? <laughs> whatever. He'll happily skip back to join the others and like sort of it'll show it to an area and then go like oh, shiny rod and then like squeeze it and make the rapier pop out. Very nice. Whoa, watch where you're pointing that thing. Alright, the rest of the day is yours. What do you want to do? Did we have any other needs in town? Nope. Shall we head back to the mansion then? Yeah, I would like to get started on closing this door or taking care of the problem, whatever it is, what whatever we do. 
Well, we still haven't figured out what that large shadow flying around is. Yeah. I mean, if we close the door, it won't be a problem anymore. But I have a feeling we'll run into it inevitably in the process of trying to get it closed. Mr. Lord Zandergool said that he might need our assistance in finding somebody to close it, right? I wasn't sure that they are convinced they really want it closed yet either. Hmm. Yeah, we should see what he wants to do. Not sure that the choice is necessarily his. I think he reports to the guilds, if I recall correctly. Should we stop by the guild then while we're in town? Could talk to Mr. Ramergen while we're here. Okay. Go ahead and head toward the guild hall. Okay. As you, you step in, you see the, the clerk doing doing what the, the clerkly whatever clerks do and you know, they've got to handle merchant reports and inventories and manifests and stuff. So he's uh, kind of busy at work as you guys step in. Is uh, the guildmaster available for a brief meeting? Should be. Here, let me check. And he uh, heads up. After a few minutes, he uh, comes back to us. Yes, uh, guild, uh, Ramagin will uh, see you for, he's got a few minutes and lead you up there. So you, you come into his office, which you're familiar with, and he's sitting there at his desk kind of looking over some papers and looks up to see you. Goes, oh, my friends, what brings you back? Uh, things are going good in the gap, I hear? We're getting some things cleared out. There's still some work to be done, I believe, but uh, we're, we're in the process. Uh, the question has come up, though. Um, we are wondering if uh, there's interest in completely securing and closing out the portal to the Shadowfell or if there is uh, some interest in perhaps keeping it open and researching or uh, you know maintaining a garrison there to make sure that you know there's nothing coming out that shouldn't be but uh, you might have interest in excursions into the Shadowfell and uh, so just wanting to make sure what uh, direction the guilds wish to go in, in this matter and whether we're closing it or allowing it to remain open that's still uh, still kind of a kind of a debate topic. Uh, we need to to get the there's still messages traveling back and forth, so it's still an ongoing conversation. However, there is an interest and an argument to keep it open for potential uh, profits. Um, Shadowfell, uh, whether it's to the academics or to advent to adventurers, um, still weighing the risk of keeping it open uh there is taught there is uh, an active conversation about uh bolstering the garrison at the mansion to account for any potential diff anything that comes out um so it's still kind of a thing we have to send word to some of the larger academic communities whether it's the the spire over at Luskin, uh, across the desert on the Sword Coast, or perhaps even the mages in Waterdeep, as well. So it's still a now. It's going to take a few months to hear back, considering we don't have an active teleportation to those areas. 
because we don't have a very large mage presence in this uh, section of the world. So we have to send word and that can that can take a while depending on travel through the desert. Right now with the winter being what it is, it's going to be a little it's going to take even longer because we have to again have to travel south and then a little bit to get for a little better climate and then start moving west to the desert. So from our observations, I would uh, agree and encourage you to prioritize the bolstering of uh, Sir Xander Gould's garrison. Uh, just from our own experiences, I think that would be wise. But for the present moment, then, my understanding is since there is no decision, it is going to remain open at this point in time. Yes, until we find and out a know, way. Because we, we, we don't have a means to we, – we're not sure about closing it. Very um, well. Like many things, it could be brute force or it could be uh, open for study. Um, this type of information is typically highly valued among the academics. So wanting to see them is uh, see what they say is going to be the first priority. So for our purposes, then, the group will no longer actively pursue a means to secure or destroy the gate at this present time until you make your decision. Oh. But, uh, again, would recommend that uh, you bolster the garrison. And uh, for the moment, we will continue to work on uh, any loose ends that might still be in the gap that we can clean up. Okay. Do you know, is there any, def if we do, just for the sake of discussion, if there is anything, oh, is there any anything nearby the gate on the other side that could be of uh, potentially use to the guilds? Not that we observed initially, but we didn't spend a whole lot of time. Uh, we simply transitioned to try to figure out what was going on and uh, determine what had happened to Sir Xander Gould and so forth. So uh, no, no immediate uh, benefit that we were able to, to discern. Okay. Just be aware there are flying creatures, large flying creatures. So make sure you have some sort of people that can fight that. Well, it'll still be a couple of weeks to, the gar to, to get supplies and recruits to the mansion. Uh, it would be would be beneficial if you get, if you'd be willing to stick around to help with keeping the area around the around the gate secure, and we'd be willing to give you a fair wage to stick around till the garrison is uh, bolstered. It should take a few weeks, perhaps a month. So that uh, that brings us to our next fine point of negotiation. Hmm. Um, obviously, not trying to uh, press any advantage. I think that we've been more than fair with you, as you've seen from experience. Mm -hmm. So uh, what do you think would be a fair wage for the party to continue these efforts in the gap? Oh, we'd be willing to offer, say, 10 gold a day plus expenses. I'd like to do an insight check to see if that is actually a uh, equitable wage for this type of activity. It seems a bit low to me. All right. Go ahead. It's... That will be a 22. 22. That's actually pretty good. Pretty good roll. Yeah, I get plus five on the... Uh insight check so it helps of course of course 
<laughs> and is that per person or is that for the group? That would be per person. Ten, ten gold a day taking on things like displacer beasts and ropers and cloakers seems a little low to me. And whatever that big flying thing is. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen the worst of it yet. Shrag sort of like looks up and seems to be thinking about something and it's like, huh, does turning displacer beasts into clouds count as expenses? <laughs> uh, no expenses would be like room and board and you know restocking of, of common type of items mm. oh. common yeah. you, do well, have a, we, you do have a letter we of still have the letter of Mark so, yeah I was going to say we still have the letter of Mark so I'm not I'm not pressing too heavily on that but just trying to see if we can get a a little bit of a boost on that Wage. Oh, where was that chart I was going off of? Anything would be good, but since the fact that Shrag's not actually got a wage at all at the moment, he'll he'll be quite happy to have some gold coming in. Okay. Modest lifestyle. Um, yeah, 10 gold is actually, 10 gold a day per person is actually, uh, a very high wage considering, uh, most, most, uh, when you look at wage, when you look at, uh, wages for lifestyles and whatever, uh, most common is a, a gold a day for like a modest lifestyle. Again, though, that, that would be like a work type of environment where you're yeah. going to from work, not a... Well, risking your life adventuring kind of a situation, right? <laughs> well, an, an aristocratic type lifestyle is typically 10 gold. So for adventurers, 10 gold a day to stay at the mansion right. and help patrol. So you're well, more if, than uh, welcome to try and negotiate and, a higher that's, rate. I that's, mean, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to use my persuasion, which was a 19, and see if I can boost him up uh, 5 gold each so that we'll get 15 instead of 10. Okay. And considering I have the nat one thing, which I will use now that I get that off of my back. <laughs> so, I should have boosted it more then. <laughs> 15, 15 gold a day plus uh, common expenses. Plus expenses. Yeah. All right. That's and then we good. and we keep the letter of Mark. Okay. I'm good with that. Okay. And he sticks out a hand and, and to we'll shake on it. Shake on it. Um, and... Uh, calls to his aid to drop con guild contracts for all of you and then as you and then as you each get your contract and you, and you read through it um, at the end of it you see an, a, a curious byline of uh, of um, Tamazar Esquire Waterdeep <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if I could have Tamazar review these for me and uh, make sure that they're legit so but since he's already on the contract I guess We'll, we'll take it as is. Striking the points that name at the bottom and go, he's not trustworthy. Who would that guy then? <laughs> Ramajan's like, he's a, uh, he, 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 he's a, uh, he, he, he has really binding contracts, so 
is there anything in the because we know your contract is there anything in here that would cause me not to want to sign it um <laughs> you want it? roll an investigation check i was gonna say inside or investigation that's it it's a written document so inside is is someone's emotion all right you this got one, it this one's investigation to read through all the print 14 um i got an 18 will and shag do you want to do you want to investigate your contracts too yeah <laughs> okay mm, we'll have a little it's fine he knows how he's going to sign that <laughs> nine well this looks like a perfectly legit thing doesn't seem like anything's out of the ordinary uh, Obsidian, you see, you, you kind of read through, and it, it has every everything's kind of filled in. Fifteen dollar, fifteen gold a day, plus expenses. Uh, expenses are classified as common items needed for the function of your function of your duties. Uh, room and board, of course, covered by the guild while staying in the twilight while staying in the twilight mansion. Uh, the letter of mark. Um, everything else kind of looks good, even in the fine print. Anari, as you're reading through, there's a small section in the uh, fine print saying uh, if uh, does not cover funeral expenses uh, or anything that relate that caught that is incurred in the unfortunate event that you are no longer to no longer to perform your duties due to death and dismemberment. I'm going to um, I'm going to point out that uh, section to the group and I'm going to ask for an amendment from Mr. Ramagen of not anything extravagant, but I would at least like our funeral expenses covered. Also, does it have a time frame on it? X number of days that we are stuck here? Doing uh, no, it says in there until such time that your services are no longer required. Right. I'm going so to ask about here for 18 years. I was going to say I'm going to ask about that particular section as well, and I want to I want it to be a uh, a mutual clause where either party can uh, can end the contract, or at least a not to exceed X number of days, like three months or six months, because otherwise they could never do anything, and we'd be here forever. Uh, the other thing, as you bring this up, he says, well, this is kind of a standard fare for uh, for our guilds, especially if in the event that we need help, then and, we and can call on you to come back. And we, 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 we can be confident in the knowledge that if we call on you, you will come back to help out should something happen. doesn't I, mean you're required be, to stick around. I would be more than happy to amend that clause to reflect that. Okay. So that it's a a a mutually agreed upon, um, you know, we'll we'll return to assist as able, um, but I don't want it to be an indefinite, um, you know, open-ended contract. Okay. I don't I don't want our party to be subject to the guild's whims and orders at all times if that is agreeable. Okay. Uh, go ahead and do a persuasion. I am going to use one of my uh, D6 inspirations, so that is going to give me a 28. All right. Uh, he agrees to the terms and writes in the amendments uh, on the on the contract before, uh, and then as it as it goes through, and and then has a spot for each of you to sign. If everything is amenable, then each of you would put your signature on the contract and. That'll be the end. That will uh, secure the secure the arrangement, so to speak. 
I take out my phone and take a photo of it to make sure we have. (laughs) It's it's fine. Shrag will step forwards and he'll pull his little quill out and he'll sign it in red ink. He'll then hand the pen round to everybody else to sign it. I look at mine awkwardly because I signed mine like five minutes ago without really reading it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna say thanks to Shrag, but I'll use my own quill and ink. And no, 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 no. Use this one. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and use my own. <laughs> I have a, I have a distrust for uh, red ink quills. Oh, it can be any color you want. It can be blue, green, yellow. So. You're oddly specific, Anarian. all right so then shall we uh proceed back to the mansion and uh prepare to set out to search for this uh flying shadow yeah so i guess we're just going to be patrolling around the obelisk for at least for the next few weeks yeah patrolling the gap can't wait to see what we find all the and Wait. hopefully we go in. Maybe we find some stuff in the shadow belt. I'm going to say, it, say it doesn't say exactly. It doesn't say we have to stay on this side. <clears throat> yeah. In fact, actually, probably uh, establishing a slightly sort of better understanding of what's on the side of the portal in a more surrounding area would be quite good. And once we've gone off and found the the tower, but it's actually what else is around. We know there are those footprints and such. So, yeah, the only other thing about that is that um, the reports of the flying shadow have always have been on the on this plane, not on the Shadowfell side. But if they've come through, then are they going backwards and forwards? Are they staying over here? Are they going back into it? They're coming back through. Nobody knows at this point. Yeah, so it, it wouldn't hurt to have a little dabble both sides. And if we can stop things from coming through, as opposed to getting them after they come through. When you get a chance on roll 20, can you put up the map for the area? I'm excited to do some exploring in the shadow, Phil. All I see is a black screen. Uh, yeah, can you bring, I'm sorry, the other one, the the one of the area. Right around the obelisk. Mm-hmm. I think there was like a Y Canyon, if I remember right. Yeah, there was. I know, That's yeah, it. Down into here. So there's some areas that we haven't explored. Yeah. Because the, the obelisk was in this one, right? No, Obelisk is in... That one? Yeah, up in this area. Okay. So, what's down here? We haven't gone down here then? Where did we we kill those zombies? Was that over here? Uh, I'm not sure. Stoob? Yeah. I just saw that blue ping. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we haven't haven't done the, the southern branch then. And we haven't done the northern branch, I don't think. Well, we this so this is the east-west passageway. So that's the east, and this is the west. Okay. The mansion is here. 
Is that right, Scoop? Yeah. Right, mansion is here. Yep. I thought it was more okay. I yeah, your your path your your path will the the path the gap actually goes east uh, or left right across uh, along the top, yep. and then mm -hmm. it was that that uh, dog leg that comes around down that leads to the obelisk. Is that as you come down, um, come down to this uh, fork, you move into this side, and the obelisk right. is actually right about here. So it's down at the end. Mm-hmm. And we so haven't we been wanna, down on this one. Yeah, we want to go down and explore yeah, the We want to come down into this area. Okay. I should help. So you want to come and investigate this area right here? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> All right, so traveling through as you guys uh, prepare to travel through the gap, you're, uh, there's uh, another merchant... Uh, caravan that's uh, getting ready. A couple of uh, couple of carts, some guards, and yourselves uh, coming through, and you all arrive at the gap fairly unmolested. Because anytime you perceive something's up, you guys uh, signal because your perceptions are like stupidly ridiculous. So <laughs> you're able to uh, guide them through cautiously without them blindly uh, intervening with anything. Um, at some, at one point though, during the travel, you do sense something is in the area. Something Watching is, us. yep. What, what part of the, the trip, what part of the travel? Um, as you get to be about here when you're getting ready to move around the, uh, on that, uh, toward the end of the day, uh, it's kind of like, everything's kind of a twilight type of thing because it's this time of year. But um, you do sense something is about. That's tyrant. Is that North. what we're sensing? <laughs> no. You have that feeling uh, that we're being watched. Um, no. If you want to make an active perception, then possibly yeah. might. I um, I would like to do that. And also I would like to know, is it on the north side of the trail or the south side of the trail? Roll that perception and we'll find out. Ah. 30-20. Okay. Is that something we can all have a go at? Yep, you can all have a go at it. Cool. Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the I'm taking the assumption, right or wrong, that because of the high perceptions of everybody, anytime you kind of get a feeling something's up, you're gonna. We'll all perk up our ears and listen, and mm -hmm. yeah, I got a twenty-two. Okay. What's the B on the D and D Beyond? Is that a twenty? Twenty, nat twenty. Yep. I got a nat twenty. <laughs> For I, don't have, I don't have a really cool nat 20 graphic to throw across the screen like some other people <laughs> future commission work <laughs> get on it mayflower no, i'm just kidding you're amazing <laughs> oh, is she in? good morning may oh she's not here yet i'm no. sorry come on yet uh, she might still be sleeping she was here last night though she'll watch this eventually oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Shrag, what did you get, sir? Uh, Shrag's still looking at the thing in his hand. It's fine. It's very shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should manage to get less than my standard passive perception. It's oh, fine. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, since y'all got so well, then that 20 as well, as you're kind of looking about, you look up and uh, and you just briefly see 
a lar a shadow uh, fly across coming from uh, north to south. Yeah. Can, based on the rolls, can we get an idea of what direction it might be headed toward on that south dogleg, perhaps? Um, it's kind of hard to tell which the rough direction it is is toward where the uh, obelisk and whatnot is, or could continue to be going far south. But the thing is, is it's 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 so high up you can't make out a lot of detail. It's like he, it's like you can almost see a shadow on shadow on shadow as it flies across, given the uh, time of day. Yeah, subsidian. So I'm gonna take out my broom of flying. Okay. Hop on it, and I'm gonna follow a safe distance behind it just so I can see where it goes. Okay. And I guess we'll attempt to follow on the ground on foot. I think we need to get this caravan to the mansion first and then follow on after. I don't think we need to, or I don't think we should abandon the, the caravan at this point in time. Oh, I thought we got there already. No, you're not quite nope. to the mansion yet. Okie dokie. It's like you, you saw the shadow roughly about here. You still, and the mansion is right about in this pocket. So it's still a. It's it's still a little bit to walk to there, but it's late afternoon by this point. Okay. So, so let's trust that Obsidian will keep himself safe, and he's got his sending stone if he needs anything. So we'll go ahead and continue escorting the caravan to the mansion while he follows at a safe distance on the on the broom. How fast is your flying on that broom? So, uh, Mr. Chili actually put it in the thing, but it's uh, it has a flying speed of 50 feet up to 400 pounds, but the flying speed becomes 30 feet while carrying over 200 pounds. Okay. I am carrying only 52 pounds of equipment, and I weigh like 120 or something like that. So I am under... You're under 200. the 200, so you're flying... I have a 50 feet flying speed. 50 foot flying speed. Okay. All right. And... Yep. Need you to roll a survival check. Uh, with disadvantage because of how high it was flying and how fast it is going. So I had a nat 20 and a 13, so a total of 15 on survival. All right. Um, you you managed to get up as kind of on a last beat of where it was where it's go of where it's going, but as you kind of compensate for the trees and the mountains and, and adjusting. Uh, because it's it's high enough where it's just bypassing all of that, and it's flying at double your speed. So it's a str it, after a, after about an hour or so trying to keep up, you end up losing sight of it. Okay, where on the map do I lose sight of it, or are we off the map at this point? Probably about here. You kind of lose sight of it. And it's heading which direction? It's heading in this direction, roughly. Okay. 
All right. So then I will I will make my way back. I'll use my sending stone uh, to call Anarian and let him know that I'll be. I'm heading back and I'll meet him at the mansion. All right. Uh, go ahead and give me another uh, straight survival to navigate your way from where you are to the mountain or to the mansion. Nineteen. All right. Uh, takes you takes you a little bit to orient yourself, but you do make a beeline for the mansion. Okay. And after about the time you arrive is when uh, the caravan uh, gets to the mansion as well and starts breaking down the uh, carts and the horses and the staff are out there uh, helping kind of stable boys and whatnot to try and get everything uh, situated for the night. So I let him know that uh, the, the the creature was flying much higher than I could go and twice as fast as I am, and I lost sight of it over the mountain ranges, but it was heading towards the obelisk area. It was heading south. The thing will probably keep plaguing this area until we close the door or manage or to kill find it. it somehow. Or kill it, yeah. I think we need to take care of it. Yep. So let's uh, visit our friend Jingle, give him some food, rest for the evening, <clears throat> and perhaps try to find it in the morning. I don't sure. think it's wise to be searching for it in the dark at night. Definitely not. Shall we uh, go to bed early? Wake up early? Might certainly an option. <laughs> And then um, before we go to our long rest, I think we need to have Shrag identify those potions, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Those yes, have yet to be identified. Yep, three potions. So I take the three potions out of my bag uh, of holding and, and place them in front of him and ask him if he can identify them. Yep, he'll sit down on the floor, he'll cross his legs and hold his little hands out. Remind me again on... where you found the potions. These were in the um, in the um, alchemy area. There were only three potions that looked like they had survived gotcha, for many, gotcha. many years down there. Alrighty, so. since this is where the party is at. Alrighty. Okay. All right, so Stag, as you uh, spend your time at you casting Identify, uh, Two of the potions, uh, you you uh, attempt to figure out what they were originally, um, but they kind of, uh, due to their age, they've transitioned into basically a type of poison. Ooh. So they've been there long enough. They kind of lost the lost any bene anything beneficial, and now just you know poison. Um, the last one is. Uh, is like a is a potion of delusionary flying. Uh, 
Um, Did you say delusionary flying? Delusionary flying. I need to cross-reference that. But at least we'll just... if. And then the last one is an oil of timelessness. something that's in 5th edition. Yep. So is it some kind of cursed potion that makes you run around flapping your, your arms like you're actually flying? Right? Like, what is delusionary flying? Yeah, it's a 2nd edition thing. I'll have to double check. We'll just call it a potion of flying. Huh. So, for the potion of flying, I go, I have a broom. Does anybody need to fly? To be able to fly? I mean, any of us could could use that. I was going to say, for, for now, for purposes of keeping, why don't Will keep it? Okay, Will, you've got it. Wh why me? Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're the cleric, are you not? You're the potion expert? I am a cleric. <laughs> oh, you have a potion of flying. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, I think it would be pretty funny to see Shrag flying around, but that's just me. John, do you want the two well, poisons that you can add to arrows or to, your, or to a sword? Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll go ahead and take the two poison vials. Okay. And then the last one, uh, we'll wait for a... Because I don't think Oil of Timeliness is one in the edition either. And then before... Uh, before rest, of course, we visit Jingle and uh, give him some treats. And then uh, Anarian's going to take a moment to uh, go sit by the fire and take out a, a piece of parchment that he has in his pack. And he's going to sit by the fire folding and create some uh, origami um figurines uh, a swan and some other things and then he'll very slowly toss them into the fire after he's created them okay do you mind if i ask what you're doing in Aryan? Mm, just uh thinking about some things and uh sometimes the folding helps that's really cool maybe you could teach me how to do that sometime the oil up, which I'll do a little later. So you just use it as like a meditative sort of thing? Something like that, yeah. It helps me to process some thoughts. Where did you learn how to do that? Um, in some of my early training, I was uh, taught how to focus using these types of methods. Who taught you? Um, one of my mentors when I was younger. Very cool. <laughs> Mushrooms. <laughs> the chat's got some interesting ideas on that uh, delusionary flying thing. Yeah. 
I will well, take a moment and look it up during our break. I have a, I have all the second edition <laughs> books behind me. And this is original module, second edition, so there's still a few surprises. Oil of LA, oh god. <laughs> yeah, I think Shrek's past helping with that. There's no coming back from being a goblin. Was that part of your rogue training or part of your paladin training? Um, it was part of my uh, paladin training initially. All right. I wish I could do it in real life, actually. What, origami? Origami, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a friend. I had a friend in high school who could do it and did some really, really, really cool shapes. Cool. I can make a fortune teller. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought the 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 story of the thousand cranes was probably one of my favorites when it comes to stories about origami. Me too. It's so cool. Either that or Blade Runner. And mm -hmm. the fact that. Um, Ghost in the Michelle used it as well. Very cool. Love it. Yep, yep. Alrighty, well, I think we're at a good point. We could take a break, and then uh, after our break, uh, do the uh, search, do the uh, search through the gap. So sounds like a plan. We'll uh, take a little break, run a couple of ads, and uh, be right back. Yay, more coffee. Yep, more coffee. <laughs> more coffee. Coffee. Definitely more coffee. <laughs> yep, kill those shadows. Lots of fun. Thanks, we all love shadows. I was doing it, gonna do so. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hello, everybody. We're back. The break was a little longer. I had to, I had to make up some more uh, honey and lemon. Mm. Help the throat because my throat's been like raw for the last few weeks. I can't remember, can't imagine why. Probably from all the Zoom, all the time doing games. Oh, um, Anarian and Shrag are in the wrong squares. Really? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Huh. <laughs> Did you get switched? I was wondering why Shelly was saying that Anarian had a cool new hat. I was like, he has no hat. Yeah, that, that took me for a loop, too, but then I... And it got uglier. <laughs> <laughs> uglier would suggest you were saying he was ugly to start with. I don't think that was very fair in Anarian. Yeah, I am the geezer of the group, so... <laughs> Time weighs heavily. Anarian, why are you talking so funny? I'm not talking in front of, I'm talking normal. <laughs> Excellent. Crisis averted. It's a long rest breakfast. Oh, yes. All right, don't you start talking about food yet. Actually, actually, <laughs> you, know, you know how paladins talk, you see. I am the paladin Dimitri. I am a paladin of 
Paladinus and goodliness. Paladin of the Paladinos. I think that is very stereotypical, and I don't think that that is how I'm going to approach it. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Beautiful. (laughs) So, Paladin without an English accent, how will we cope? I'm not sure you can. I'm not sure you can either. But and he and he does origami. And he does origami. Could always do the Zelda voice. Mm, thank you. No. <laughs> that would no, not thank be very difficult. <laughs> Musical chairs. When in a new character spot, you have to act as that character. Nope. Yeah. Oh, pass. <laughs> no. That would no, just no. be us. That would just be us making fun of each other for two hours. <laughs> what could go wrong? Well, before we get before we get too far, I'll go ahead and read this to He's the got his chat. books out. Oil yeah, of Timelessness from Second Edition. When this oil is applied to any matter that was once alive, le- leather, leaves, paper, wood, dead flesh, etc., it allows the substance to resist the passage of time. Each year of actual time affects the substance as if only a day had passed. The coated object has a plus one bonus to all saving throw on all saving throws. The oil never wears off, although it can be magically removed. One flask contains, contains enough oil to coat eight man-sized objects or an equivalent area. So, that is the oil of timelessness. As for the uh, other one, which we read, which we uh, took off the delusionary and just made it a potion of flying, so we don't need to go any other, anywhere with that one. So, yay! Okay. Hey. I, I was a little afraid of what delusionary flying would mean. Delu- delusionary is in second from second edition is exa- is, a, is a modifier to a potion, so you can make any potion delusionary. It's essentially it just is like it says. You think. You think it happened, but it didn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it took a potion of flying and lets me jump off this cliff. Oh! This uh, is really dangerous. Well, their example was um, healing potion. So delusionary yeah. healing. You think you had? You think you took a healing potion? You think you got all the effects, but reality, you didn't. Why would they make that a thing? Um, <laughs> Marvel. Second edition. Best items, bad items. <laughs> I mean, we could pretty much sum it up in a second edition. There were all kinds of crazy things there. Interesting. I mean, look at the ring that Obsidian got. That's a second edition item that I recrafted in fifth edition. <clears throat> and that yeah, ring that actually, <laughs> I mean, that ring is nasty. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. It's not nasty. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. You have to pry it from my cold, dead fingers. Don't challenge him. Don't challenge him. (laughs) Everyone very quiet there is the, okay. (laughs) Well, I can't say the other thing because that's the show tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that Shrag's got a matching cup to his hat. Yay. Very color coordinated. (laughs) He's a sophisticated goblin, don't you know? <laughs> okay. Druid craft to determine what the weather is for the day. Alrighty. Snowy. 
to... While we're eating breakfast. Do we see Jingle so that we can give Jingle some food? Give Jingle his, uh, his treats. I'm so hungry. Uh, before we take the long rest, I am going to embed into the Ring of Spell casting a fireball. And when we wake up the next morning, I'm going to prepare a scroll of Snimox snowballs. Alrighty. Just throw that out there. Oh, Excellent. Wrong book. Right. Snowballs, you must have been uh, dreaming about Mount Gacchus or something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you in that. very done with that place. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Alrighty, weather forecast is it's normal weather for the season. Cold. Extremely cold. Alright. There is uh, no pronounced wind at your level. And there is a heavy snowfall today. Rutro. Break out the snowshoes. Wind's gray and cloudy. Yep. Well, I mean, there's no, it's, it's, it's twilight, it's, it's a dim light, so, and then a heavy snowfall today, so, loads of fun for exploring. Let's get to it. <laughs> On we go. Okay. On we go. So, we're going to head down to our, that little area that uh, we want to investigate. All right. Alrighty, so who is Shrek writing today? I think I'm going to write Donkey today. <laughs> donkey not letting you on his back. <laughs> Get out of masked wolf then. <laughs> this is funny. She wander over to uh, to Wilhelmina and. Uh, so like nudge a bit with the shoulder and look up at her and caught snow. Oh yes, yes. Uh, let's see here. Alrighty, I take a poof ball out and throw it, and it becomes a little rat. I'm like, mm. <laughs> don't think you'll be riding that. That's gonna be That's a little hard to ride for sure. Mm -hmm. Let's let's try again. Take another poof ball out, and I throw it, and it becomes Mufasa. Not Mufasa. What do we call him? Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh, the Mastiff. Uh, no, uh, the Lion. The Lion. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. You ready, Shrek? the Lion hungry? Yeah. Here's the <laughs> Hi. <laughs> no, they come pre-fed, luckily. Well, that's terribly convenient. I know, right? Isn't there a role or something you can do for that to determine that he's hungry and wants to eat the Shrek? It's fine if no? you want to pay okay. money to actually get your own items identified. That's <laughs> fine by me. <laughs> Just what we need, party hostility. <laughs> They're under my control, so just don't piss me off. <laughs> nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. The rat will run up, sit on my shoulder, hang out on my shoulder. 
He's good at scouting. Well, that's good. It's always good to be good at scouting. Although it's gonna be a lot. I mean, it's gonna be a little rough for him because of the snowfall, but it's always fun. <clears throat> All righty. So, what do you guys wish to do for the day? We are heading down into this area down in here. Did we check this little offshoot last time? Do you remember, Shad? I don't I don't remember, but I don't think it actually goes anywhere. I think it's just kind of It's just kind of an offshoot. Okay. Never mind then. So it's uh it's about five miles from the uh from the from the mansion. Um as you guys uh progress down would like you to What is the marching order for this one again? Is it still Anari in the front or Shadden or uh, Obsidian in the front scouting ahead? Anari in the rear for the rear guard and Will and Schnagraz in the middle? Yep. Sounds good to me. Sure. Okay. Um, Obsidian, go ahead and roll a D12 for me. 12. 12. 10. Alrighty. First uh first leg of the leg of things goes by uh pretty quietly. Alright. Uh, um next one in the order I believe is uh Wilhelmina. Go ahead and roll a D twelve. Four. That's a little rough, but uh, it's uh, it's uh, still quiet, quiet walk for the next leg. Snag, shrag. I've got an eleven. All right, things are quiet for you for as well and Anari. Also eleven. Okay. Uh, you're about halfway through the distance, um, coming up toward the end. So one more round, starting with uh, Obsidian. Six. All right. And then Will? Nine. All right. Shrag? Um, two. All right. Anari? Twelve. Okay. It's a quiet walk for the five miles. Not uh, nothing, uh, nothing is sneaking up on you or comes to attack you. We know of. Alright, so as you are coming up to the end of this uh, gap area here, 
you see it kind of pretty much just seems to end right there. It's just kind of a kind of a natural cul-de-sac. Uh, you'd have, there's a high wall that uh, at the top of it is the uh, tree line and more of the forest. It's about a 30 feet up uh, cavern wall uh, for this kind of ravine that you've, wa that you've walked in through. I'll pull out the broom of flying and hop on it and take a peek around. Okay. Go ahead and uh, roll an investig uh, perception check. 18 on the die plus 826. So as you fly up and start looking through the tree line, you're not seeing anything uh, out of the ordinary as far as the forest and the woods. Uh, a couple of birds here and there kind of kind of kind of nesting or hanging out uh, you see an owl that's sleeping in one branch a couple of small critters running around hmm. nothing yeah. else of interest <laughs> searching the the walls of the um ravine area is there any means to climb up to maybe get it up into the upper level area um, you could you could attempt to scale it, climb up. Uh, it'd be a series of uh, athletics checks to scale the the ravine side. You said so, it was uh, thirty foot yep. height. So, so be... what I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do is out. land, and I'm just gonna send the broom down. Okay. I'm gonna send up my rope of climbing. Okay. And have it uh, create the climbing knots on it. Alrighty. So that I can uh, go ahead and climb up. Alrighty. Uh, and uh, athletics check, you said? Yep. And with the uh, rope as assistance, you can do it with advantage. Advantage, correct. Yeah. Yep. So uh, 27. Yep. It's not, not a problem not climbing 20. up for your, for your movement. So I send the broom down. It's uh, I can send the broom to travel alone to a destination within one mile, speak the command word, name the location, and you are familiar with that place. Okay. So I'll send it down, let Shrek hop on, or Will hop on, and then I say the command word, and it brings them back up to me. Okay. So who's or going? Or both, because they're both under five, 400 pounds between the two of them. They can both hop on. Okay. So you, uh, Shag and Will, do you uh, accept the, uh, the broom ride? Yep. Okay. I scratch the lion on the chin and I say well sorry buddy <laughs> that was going to be my next thing I ask <laughs> enjoy your walk just enjoy the day have fun <laughs> <laughs> okay alright so scale up you guys are now in the uh, essentially in the tree line uh, so in the forest Looking around in the area, um, is there anything that we can observe or tell that there may have been anything that has passed through this area? Uh, go, go ahead and do a perception check. Can I look for footprints? Sure. Go ahead and roll a uh, survival check. Perception 18 for me. Um, nothing up here seems uh, particularly out of place. You see uh, various uh, little bits of wildlife kind of roaming around. 
Uh, an owl on a branch in a tree, just kind of sitting there. It looks like it's resting somewhat for the day. From from where we are, I'm guessing we're like right in this area, correct? Yeah. So from moving cross country on this ridge line from here over to where the obelisk might have been, what kind of terrain is that? Um, that would be considered uh, difficult terrain because of the uh, the rocks and whatnot. So it'd be uh, roughly half movement, and it's a pretty dense kind of forest forest and area. That, yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering. So it's it's forested. And... Forest winter covered. The snow is still falling. It's a little it's a little e it's a little easier to see under the canopy because mm -hmm. the most of the snow is being covered is being. Uh, uh, caught by the tree branches, but still a little bit false, so your vision is a little bit further. Um, Do we have cover under the tree line from anything that would be from tree to tree flying? Uh, there's bits and pieces. Bits. Of, there, there's some areas, just like with any dense uh, Pacific, uh, like if you picture the forests in the Pacific Northwest of the of the continental states. It's all. I mean, you get into those thick. Uh, backcountry areas, so, you know, there's little bits of where you could see through to the sky, but a lot of it is kind but of. But we uh, could shaded. move around. Yeah, we could move around those areas so that we're not seen from the sky. Correct. Yeah, I mean, it'd be it'd be hard to see you through the tree line. Plus, it's uh, and plus you have the large trunks and of the trees because this is an old forest. Okay. Some of the uh, tree trunks are like four or five feet in diameter. So this is a. So I was. I was going to suggest to the party maybe it would be a good idea since we're up at a higher elevation than, you know, these ravines that we've been traveling through, perhaps cross over cross country to the area above the obelisk and see if there's anything that we encounter up in that area. Let's do it. Sound like a plan? Sure. <clears throat> Sweet. Sounds like fun. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Kind of depends what feels like happening. Famous last words, right? Mm. <laughs> I used to love getting away to the forests when I was younger. That's great, isn't it? Yes, it's so beautiful. Pacific Northwest is like my favorite place. It would be like one of my favorite places to go exploring. I'm used to the Appalachians, but I miss being out in the woods. Yep. I lived in Seattle till I was 12, and going out there was just, ugh, the forests up there are unlike any others. Mm, sweet. So traveling through, like I said, it's gonna it's couple it's gonna be a couple miles to get from point to point through the forest. Uh, same marching order as before. Yep. Yeah. Right. Sure. So since we're under some pretty heavy tree cover, uh, is the snow shallower? Mm, minutely. I mean, you're still wearing your snowshoes, so you're still able to traverse. Uh, the pace that the snowshoes kind of kind of give you, okay. so let's just roll run through pretty much one round to see if there's a random encounter and go from there, starting with obsidian. Oh, one, another six. Okay, 
Will? Eight. Shag? Five. Anari? That's uh, a d12, yeah? Yep. Come on, roll a one. I want to bite something. <laughs> there you go. You asked for it, you got it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, really? I got a one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Will. Since Will asked for it, I won't use my inspirational die. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Since Will asked for it, she's gonna she's gonna get to she's gonna get to pick. Sweet. Let's see. Oh, let's use the new book. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, random that would be Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, I'm guessing. Yep. <laughs> I'm about a flying, shadowy creature. <laughs> <clears throat> no, that no, no. Sure. Well, okay. All right. Well, let's see. <laughs> yep, pretty much. All right, well, go ahead and roll a percentile. Cool, I get to use my D100. Is that a dice or a tennis ball? It's a dice. It has numbers. Good Lord. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Okay. It just takes forever to stop. Not when you have a box. It rolls into box and it stops. Hey. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Ooh. <laughs> Thirty-three. Alrighty. There we go. Thirty-three. Cool. Two four. Alrighty. So as you guys are progressing through the forested area, you notice various clumps of ice crystals that start that seem to be littered about the area around you as you kind of walk into a kind of a kind of a small little bit around the uh, around some of the trees. It's about a fifteen foot. A uh, circle around you in the trees. Ice crystals, like like everything, just has that thin layer of frost over it, or more like icicles. More like uh, icicles. Mm. Uh, can I tell if this is natural? All right, go ahead and roll a nature check. Five. Five. All right. Let's see. I don't really have a map for that one for that kind of thing, so we'll just do a quick random deal. Let me get the take a moment to set this up because this is complete. Completely uh, out there. On the fly. On the fly. Don't say wing it, because that refers to flying creatures. Oh, God. I didn't say wing it. I said fly. 
That's what I'm saying. Don't, 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 don't say we're here. Keep, keep it, keep it safe. It'll be fine. It will be. It'll be perfectly fine. I think I'm done rolling on D&D Beyond. It keeps giving me bad rolls. Oh. Although it didn't give me a 20 earlier. Well, that's good. Say, so I've had more luck on D&D Beyond than I have with uh, Avray, for sure. Oh, well, that's a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She's a fickle mistress. <laughs> she can I be. Think. She certainly can be. Even with our chocolate sacrifices, she's still grumpy. Always. Always. Realizing how difficult it is to keep one of these things centered. Just don't move. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I have the Batman theme song stuck in my head? Did you sing it? Yeah, but it was stuck in my head already when I sang oh. it. I blame you. It's everywhere in your room. <laughs> that is true. That is, yeah. That's say sadly true, but no, it's just true. It's, it's not sad. It's good. I've been uh, sharing the news about the, the heart that turns into the, it's hard to do. It's a bat symbol. <laughs> it oh. looks really goofy when I do it. Yeah, the, um, background trying to get in that make the tail flick it in and get the ears bat symbol <laughs> takes a bit of practice it pleases me this moment reminds me I need to get some batman pastry cutters oh and then you're going to send us all proper biscuits I can certainly try. God, it would be so expensive to send that many cookies from... Customers would probably eat them as well. Yeah, probably. Give it a scan with the old x-ray and be like, mm, nope, gotta, gotta consume these. Biscuits, they're ours. I just made a spot of tea. <laughs> <laughs> How jolly grand. Let's have a little biscuit with that cup of tea. And jolly grand. I am the Baladin Dimitri. I need to make stuff and go foul for a bit, I think. Ooh, the map just refreshed. Uh oh. I'm trying to ignore the map and <laughs> That's fine. Everything's fine. So many spells. As I was saying, you walk into this uh, kind of clearing amongst the trees, and you see these large ice crystal-type formations. Uh, Will, you were rolling a nature check to see if they were natural? Yeah, I rolled a five. 
They look pretty natural. Wow, what a beautiful natural formation of ice crystals. Look at this, everybody. I'm sure nothing is wrong. So pretty. Shinies. Just don't lick it. (laughs) Yellow, is it? (laughs) No, but it might freeze your tongue to it. Uh, No, that would be a sight. (laughs) All right. What are the rest of y'all doing? Not licking ice crystals, that's for sure. Trying to stay out of the uh, clearing because, again, trying to not be observed from overhead. Okay. Well, I mean, the canopy is still fairly, there's a small, there's a, it's not, the canopy's opening is not nearly as big as the uh, clearing because of the tree trunks. Because it's the difference between the tree trunks and the the tops of the trees. So, Snagger, as you go to lick one of the uh, ice crystals? No, 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 absolutely not licking one of the ice crystals. (laughs) That's what it sounded like, I mean. Uh That's what I heard, too. I heard definitely. It did did sound suspiciously like that. <laughs> you're overruled. You're licking the ice crystals. No, Just no. Oh, you're you're in on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go lick an ice crystal then. <laughs> no, don't do it. Seeming you're all against me, I'm going to go do it then. Oh. <laughs> uh, right. I was just sharing what I heard, you know. I, that's what I was asking to confirm because, you know, I didn't know no, that no, was. I, a... I, out of character or in character kind of comment. It's no, no, no. with Shag. You never can <laughs> tell, can you? Never can no. tell with Shags. Go look a nice crystal. After it having been mentioned, I was clarifying that it was not something I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Anari is moving, is kind of staying outside of the center of the clearing and moving around, seeing the various ice crystal formations. Obsidian, what are you doing? I'm out walking, walking through. Okay. Nothing looks out of the ordinary. All righty. One thing I am going to do is I'm going to whip out my wand of conjuration just in case. Okay. So, with those perceptions, yeah. Um, do you guys stick around or do you guys move through? What do you guys want? What are you guys doing? You come in, you see this small clearing. You have these large ice crystal formations surrounding you. Do you keep passing through? Do you stick around? Do you investigate? Uh, I I stop and I get a little distracted by the ice crystals because I've never seen anything like them before, and they're beautiful. I just want to look at them a little closer. Alrighty. I would keep on walking. You'd keep walking? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's, um, I'm looking for leads for our uh, flying shadow, and if it doesn't appear that this is going to lead to that, then I'm probably not terribly interested. Okay. I think assuming Shrine's got a bit of an affinity with Will at the moment, he'll take a little wander over with her. Okay. Um, and as you're kind of, uh, Investing in the shard, and as a kind of an Aryan Aspidian are attempting to walk out, 
um, you guys' uh, perceptions kind of go off as if something seems amiss, and the whole area is shrouded in a in a fog cloud, and. Huh. You didn't predict any fog today. Obsidian. Uh, oh, I did not. Hmm. Does the fog cloud look like it's coming out of any place in particular, or are we suddenly just surrounded by fog? Um, go ahead and, for, for you and Shrag, go ahead and roll a, per, a, a uh, perception. I'm fascinated by these ice crystals. They're beautiful. Okay. Uh, Shrager, you get to assist to let her re-roll, or did you roll better? Look, fog. <laughs> um, I I think I'll assist Hillary. <laughs> oh, I actually I forgot that I get advantage on perception checks to let me spot, hear, or otherwise detect the presence of something. Yep. Go ahead. Oh, good cool. That's much better. That's a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, for a moment, you think there you see an eye in one of the crystals as the fog cloud descends upon everyone. Is it like, um, like a disembodied like eyeball, or does it look like somebody's looking through it? It's kind of it's it's almost like a, it's almost like an eye kind of opens, but you see no pupil. It's just all kind of kind of a solid white color. I jump back, startled. There was, I swear, I just think we're being watched. There was an eye in the crystal. Are we still close enough to hear it? Uh, you guys actually see the cloud kind of appear. Okay. So you don't really hear anything. You just see this fog cloud start to appear surrounding all of you and obscuring your vision. Hmm. I will touch the ice crystal where I saw the eye. Go for the eye holes. Huh. <laughs> And when you go and you tap on it, uh, it reacts and shifts. And now you hear kind of, now all of you hear kind of this crystal, this ice kind of snapping and breaking and moving. And realize, and you can't really see because the fog cloud is obscuring your vision outside, of, uh, inside. So that would be a roll for initiative now. I think I broke it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you broke it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Obsidian, what is your initiative? 15. All righty. Anari? 22. 22? Yep. Shrag? I really wish I hadn't changed the uh, Frost Maiden dice. That's an 8. And Will? All righty. Okay, so starting off the initiative is Anari. What do I see? Uh, you see fog kind of surrounding everyone. 
Um, anything uh, you do see, like some subtle uh, shadows of movement on the perimeter. Is there anything that would indicate hostile intent that would be something I would wish to attack? Or do I not see anything really as a target? Uh, you see several things moving around you, so it's up to your discretion if you want to attack. I mean, the fact that the area was clear and now it's all foggy and you hear Will kind of yelp as uh, something she touched started to move. Yeah, I, unless I can identify a, a target or an enemy, I, I think I'll hold my attack action. All right. Make sure I get that because it's all overlapping. Okay. That didn't work. Alrighty. Okay. So brings us to what what is the uh what is the trigger for your act, uh, attack action if i can identify that something is uh attacking either myself or one of the other um party members okay obsidian what are you doing so i want to move over next to anarian just to make sure i get a sneak attack bonus and hold an action very similar if something comes near us that's hostile um, stabby stabby with short sword. That is fair. All right. Well, I guess uh, have you kind of over here? You were or over here, kind of exploring one of the uh, one of the crystals as it started to move. What is it you wish to do? I will cast Spiritual Guardians. Okay. So for 15 feet in every direction from me, a bunch of little um, little creatures start flying around. Half of them look like little furbolgs, and half of them look like little uh, lizard folk. Okay. And they all just have little, like, various weapons in their hands. All right. Um, and I will call out and say, whoever, whatever you are, we don't want to fight, but we will. Okay. Go ahead and roll a persuasion. Oh. Oh. It's either persuasion or intimidation. Which one are you picking? Uh, they're the same. That's an 18. <laughs> okay, so which are you intimidating or persuading? Persuading. Okay. All right. Shrag, what are you going to do? I'm going to ready an action with, with my scroll that if they attack, I'll release it, depending what happens with Wilhelmina. All righty. The the uh, creature in front of you does not 
actually takes us as you sit there and make your persuasion it sits there and does shift a little bit more and you see it kind of shift to the side and then uh, become stationary opening up a larger gap in, in the ice uh, in the crystal formations as kind of a kind of an opening that you could pass through and leave Um, the rest uh, kind of remain motionless, which brings us uh, back up to Anari. So, do I see this space? Um, roll a quick perception with disadvantage. Uh, well, I have advantage, so that'd make it just a straight roll. Then, okay. yes. So that is going to be a 16. All right. Uh, you do hear some movement behind you. Uh, in the direction toward uh, Will and Shrag. And um, after you hearing Will kind of call out, call out to tell anything nearby to back off, to let them pass. And it kind of shifts and you kind of perceive. It's a little hard to make out, but you can still, you can vaguely see the outlines. You see that one area where they were close together. They're now wider apart that you could uh, potentially that, move through. And that's behind or in front of us? It's right about here. So it's... You see? We're, yeah, we still want her to move forward, though, correct? Well, you can you can move out of this and continue on your path. Okay, yeah. Then I'm going to kind of tap Obsidian to stay close next to me and, and move up and see if we can continue forward on our path. Okay. Obsidian? I will do so on, <clears throat> and keep a held action that uh, if it does lash out an attack, that I will swing. All right. Will? Um, just holding my... I still don't see anything, right? Uh, you see the outlines as the, as the gap kind of opens up ahead of uh, where the crystals... Uh, you were looking at the crystals there, it kind of shifted to the side a little bit, opening up a wider gap in between two so you could pass through it. Okay, since it seems like they're not trying to fight right now, um, I'll say, show yourselves. Who are you? No response. What do you guys think? Should we continue walking? Yeah, I don't think this is the flying shadow that we're looking for, so I think we no, should No, it's definitely not the flying shadow, on. but we are also here to rid the area of any other problems that there might be. Yeah, but I don't think this is going to be a problem for the merchant trail. All right, I guess we just continue going then. I'll just kind of push past and then turn around and so my back's not to them. <clears throat> of course, uh, they might be receiving damage from my spiritual guardians. I don't know if they're within 15 feet of me. Uh, yeah, but they have to be a hostile intent, right? They have to have attacked you. Um, Remind me again what spirit guardian, what's the trigger for spirit guardians? 
When you cast the spell, you designate any number of creatures to be unaffected by it. An affected creature's speed is halved, and when the creature enters the area for the first time or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. That's kind of up to you. Um, they, they back up. They, nothing is, they kind of back off. Okay. So you're able to kind of walk out and pretty much avoid a fight. All right. Good call on the persuasion to try and, you know, talk yourself out of the fight. <laughs> I got, I wanted to get a, into a fight and then I talked us out of one. <laughs> I can't make up my mind. <laughs> yeah, you did a whole little thing all by yourself. I did. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys get out of that, continue traversing through. Uh, You soon come out across the way to... Uh Uh-oh. Thank you, Dish Pickle. Wild magic! Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Next spell cast is a wild magic. Will is going to be so confused as to why her magic is so wonky. <laughs> Alrighty. So, as you guys uh, come through the tree line, you kind of look over, you see another uh, kind of a natural ravine. And this one has the obelisk that you're so, you've seen before. Uh, the, uh, the walls for this one are, are, aren't quite as sheer. In terms of uh, near vertical, so they they do have a they do have a really steep uh, pitch to them. So it's probably about a thirty degree or twenty five to thirty degree angle coming down. So it's definitely uh, it definitely would if wrong step and you would definitely slip and fall. Got that uh, handy dandy climbing rope. Climbing rope, yeah. So. Uh, while they're doing that, I'll take the broom and fly down. <laughs> of course. Oh, right. That would have worked as well. Yes, it would have. And nothing on the ridge above the obelisk? No. Just okay. uh, just the rubble and whatnot. All right. Just while we've got the slightly sort of higher view onto the obelisk itself, there's nothing towards the top of it that's unusual, any other entrances or anything above no, it? No, it looks like um, it... It kind of, kind of like if you picture the uh, the Washington Monument in D.C., it kind of looks like that. Only it's a kind of a dark uh, obsidian ty- obsidian color. Um, there's runes that are kind of carved in it that have a, a faint. If you're, you 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 were to use detect magic, it have a has a faint glow to it, and you can kind of feel the arcane energy emitting off of it. Awesome, thank you. So just for the hell of it. I take out of my bag of holding, I take a crowbar. Okay. And throw it against the uh, obelisk. Alrighty. Uh, so, uh, the intent, so go ahead and roll for attack with an improvised weapon. Twelve on the die. Dex is plus four. 
16? Yeah, that would hit. Oh, no. No, it won't, actually. It uh, slightly misses. So it kind of just kind of right past it. So you kind of don't have the... Does that mean we can now say that? Wouldn't I have advantage on it since it's kind of sitting there? All right. It's not moving. I'll give it to you. Advantage. Ah, you're you're, you're still getting used to flying with the broom. We'll call it that. Oh, no. Well, I I landed. Okay. Ah, nat 20 plus four. Plus, I used the inspiration die of a d6, so 25. Yep. That'll hit hit it. it, uh, Crowbar kind of lands into it. Go ahead and uh, roll your uh, improvised damage. Oh, God. Which basically, just call it a def. We'll just call it the uh, same as like an unarmed strike. Unarmed strike is one. (laughs) I don't even roll for an unarmed strike. It says one. One damage. (laughs) Wow. Alrighty. It uh. It takes one damage and it kind of pulses a little bit at the uh, at the attack. I send a lightning bolt back at you. (laughs) <laughs> what what were you going for there, Obsidian? See if we could damage it. See if I could damage it, and um, if there are any creatures around that may be tied to it, maybe they may come back to it. Did the crowbar disappear, or did it land on the ground next to it? Um, it landed next to it. Okay. That that was the most telling bit. It means it didn't teleport it. Yep. So it doesn't teleport inanimate objects. It just teleports creatures and whatever they're carrying. Did um did Sir Zandergul set up any um scouts or observers around this? No, he's still waiting on reinforcements before he can start to establish okay. those kinds of things. I'm if anything, it's just probably a regular uh, of part a patrol, of a patrol every yeah. every day or so. So yeah. you would, okay. uh, if they had come by, you probably you may not have seen them because you were traversing uh, a non-traditional way, right? Or knowing, well, or knowing that you were going to the obelisk, Sir Xander they didn't, didn't send patrol, a patrol that day. The day. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. I go pick up my crowbar and put it back in my bag. Okay. Kind of shrug my shoulders. I go up to it and I look at where it had like a tiny, tiny, teeny, any weeny dent taken out of it. I'm like, oh yeah, it, it looks like you got, yep, you damaged it. And then you go and, are you just looking at it or are you going to touch it? I'm not touching it. <laughs> All right. It looks like it's a scuff. I could probably wipe that off, but it's okay. You <laughs> <laughs> totally effective. <laughs> so the the question I have is is the is the flying creature who seems to be reported in the area here on this side or is it coming out of the Shadowfell? I think maybe we Unknown. might want to set up an observation point that we can keep an eye out and watch for it. So you want to essentially you want to make camp. And just kind of watch it. Is that what you? Is that what you're asked? Is that what you're I'm thinking of doing? Proposing, I mean, yeah, I'm proposing that oh, to the group. Yeah. Talk, talk amongst yourself. Sorry. 
I have no problem with that because we've got to take care of that thing. We may as well. You mean just post up here for a few days until we find? Try to try to figure out if it's coming in and out, or if it maybe has established a, a place to stay on this side, or whether it's only coming out from the Shadowfeld to, you know, do whatever it's doing on this side. But I'd like to know where it's coming from. Should one of us pop over to the other side and see if we can see it on the other side? If it is a that's well, there's that, but also the other piece is if it is truly a shadow creature. Whoa. Uh oh. John John dropped. I'm assuming he was going to say if it was a truly a shadow creature, it may have special power there back powers yeah. on the other side. That's yeah. what I was that's what I was trying to say. Okay. If it's if it is truly a shadow creature, I think it we would have more effect for it on this side than on the other side. Yeah, I don't want to fight it there. That's for sure. I'd rather fight it in the relative sunlight. Yep. I miss the that, sun. That is my thought. Well, you know, in about four months, you'll see it again. Yay. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a perpetual twilight for the next several months. I'm starting to get seasonal affective disorder, and I've only been here for like four days. Yeah, a, couple, a, a little bit longer than that. A little, <laughs> little, about a week or so at this point. <laughs> depending on the day, if, depending on how they're counting the days. So, do we want to just find a place to make camp around here and just hang out for a couple days? And yeah, I think we should oh. we should make camp in a place that's out of the observation of the obelisk, but that we can still keep an eye on the obelisk. Well, so going back I'll... home to that ridge again would be a good idea. Well, we can either do that or, um, you know, doesn't matter. We can sit here. We can grab wood, put a fire up, and track and do tiny hut for us. And we can sit inside the hut. I'll be right back while you guys continue to discuss. Because yeah. this way, if it does come out mm. of that obelisk, we're right here to attack it. Yep. If we're up there, we may miss him again. I think yeah. my, my only thought on that is that if we're in a painfully obvious place where they can he can see us if it is coming from the other side perhaps it may not come out if we're well, out of observation if we're up on can't. the ridge i could put the layman's hut down but what we can do is we can actually it's it's opaque so i can make it the same color as the the snow okay if if it is able to be camouflaged and disguised but my understanding is it can still be seen you just can't see what's in it so it's like seeing a tent wall or something. Yeah, but if we pile some snow around it and change it to the color of the snow, it'll look like looking at the mound. Okay, yeah. that works. And you can't see through the portal, so he would have to come through. It would have to come through before we could, before it would see us. Well, we know we can't. We don't necessarily know what shadow creatures might be able to do or not do. So Leon's yeah. tiny hut, ten foot radius of mobile dome of force. Nine creatures, the spell fails, blah blah blah. Creatures and objects within the dome, you when you cast move through it freely, all other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. Um until the spell ends, you can command the interior to become dimly lit or dark. The dome is opaque from the outside of any color you choose, but transparent from the inside. So basically, you can choose a color. So if you pick white, it's going to look like snow. That could work. 
In uh, Steve, in all the reading and stuff that Shrag and I did, do we did we get any sense that creatures from the Shadowfell might be able to see through the portal before entering it? No. No. Even, even Shrag's knowledge of teleportation will tell you you can't see through it without okay. some type of scry. You won't know until you actually it actually you actually appear on one side or the other because you're talking about planar travel. So, so they'd have to be able to have scry to see through. So that's fine. Yeah. Okay. That is good to know. All right, let's uh, get cozy then. Let's make a camp. So Shrag will actually gather everybody together and make sure they're already inside of it when he casts it. Um, what I will do is I'm going to do the normal uh, 10 minutes to actually cast it, or the 11 minutes to actually cast it, rather than speeding it up, just because obviously we've got the time to do it. There's no point in wasting that ability. Yes. Alrighty. And while you do that, we'll, because you're casting the spell, which means you get a wild magic effect. Oh, right. <laughs> forgot about that little tidbit. <laughs> it was inevitable. It worth it for the inevitable. bits, though. Worth it for the bits. Yes, it's always worth it for the bits. Thank you for the bits. And now for that wild magic. Yes, thank you for the bits and thank you for the wild magic. Oh, thank you for the bits and not so thank you for the wild magic. It's, it's, to, be de it's to be determined. It might be good. There have been a couple good ones. Yeah. We might get some floof things again. All right. Well, you know what? I'll let you roll the D hundred this time, Shrag. Do it. Oh joy. Um, what could possibly go wrong? A hundred. Here we things. go. Ooh, oh, not again. Now we got another one. Oh Ooh, no. Not again. There's lots of ones there in that, so that that apparently would be an eleven. Eleven. Oh, my all right. Now roll a d10. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. How many are showing up? This also should be a one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. What's, what's the only number that's worse than a one? Zero. Oh, you got a yeah. ten. Yeah. What does a zero make on a d10? It makes Alrighty. a ten. <laughs> oh, what wrong? All right, Shrag, as, you, as you're sitting there and you're casting the hut, and as the hut finishes, you feel yourself feel a little weird and queasy. The rest of you all watch as Shrag grows 10 inches. <laughs> He's now, he, he is now 10 inches taller. He had a growth spurt. You just, like, doubled in height. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Shrug's gonna sit there and just like flex. <laughs> wow! So a few more of those now, but lost you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, and from it looks like it's permanent. Oh <laughs> no! I'm not seeing any point that says you revert back. So, basically, he's got uh, he the high water pants wearing. Yep. He's now 10 inches taller. You need new clothing. <laughs> so did, did, I grow, did, did everything grow or did I grow? Or did you... 
sake of brevity, because you have to say it every stream, sake of brevity, uh, it's a magical, this magical effect all over you as you just grow 10 inches. Everything kind of proportionally <laughs> changes to a awesome. Wow, I'm now three foot 10 inches. <laughs> he could literally have almost. Almost hitting that four foot mark. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I might even shift my waist up by a couple of pounds as well because that's that's always good. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Oh, they, they, this is an interesting effect. It's a uh, roll a d10. Your height changes the number of inches equal to the roll. If the roll is odd, you shrink. If the roll is even, you grow. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been shorter. Wow. <laughs> That just, that's wow. funny. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> I have to say, the Wild Magic is probably my favorite table. <laughs> oh wow, that was yeah. Thanks, is... thanks, Dish Pickle for that one. <laughs> that happen every time you cast the Tiny Hut. <laughs> well, top <of> that. <laughs> I'm scared to cast my Druid Craft. <laughs> well, you set up the hut. Um... Pile uh, snow over it. Pile snow over it. Got a little 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 makeshift igloo. Yay. Okay. And you kind of set up and you start observing. Can you see? You can see through the hut, right? Yeah. Yeah. We All can right. see after a bit. Yep. So, Alrighty. Spells and other. Uh, let's see. We can pass freely through it, except there has to maintain one person inside of it at all times. All other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. Spells and other magical effects can't extend through the dome or be cast through it. Uh, the dome is opaque from the outside, but transparent from the inside. Okay. So, except for the area, it did now. Will, when you uh, covered it with snow, did you uh, did you leave an area to look through? Yeah, I'm just kind of doing it like up, like maybe two feet on the bottom. Okay. Just to kind of make it look like a blended in. Yeah. yeah. Probably scat like a dusting of snow over the top of it as well, just to break up the uniformity of that. Yes. Okay. So, but you, enough where you could still kind of look through it. It's just you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, tiny hut covered in snow. Do what happens if we make a fire inside? Does the smoke just like escape out of it? Or does it fill with smoke? I think that would be at the well inside. As the spell states, the person can make it look like affect the environment. So it can make it warm, can make it cold, can light it. So, you, so I imagine you don't need a fire. Yeah. Well, I was thinking for cooking. the atmosphere inside the space is comfortable and dry, regardless of the weather outside. Ah, no, cooking wise. Ah. Uh, so it says here, but, creatures and objects within the dome, when you cast a spell, can move through it freely. So technically speaking, yeah. we didn't. So if, if we'd made the we're fire first, yeah, but no, well, we're all together when it casts, and then no, we can think, all pass through it. No, I'm thinking about the fire shad. So basically, if the fire was there when we cast it, it counts as an object, so therefore the smoke would pass through it. But do we necessarily want smoke coming away from a fire? No. Nope. But give away our position. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. Just rations today. Yep. Cold biscuits and cold gravy. Uh, unless, unless someone has uh, pressed the digitation and can heat some things. I could flash, fly, uh, flash fry it with the fireball. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's okay. I'll oh, stick with the rations. No. 
it's fine. No, 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 no. If you would like warm food, I've got you warm food. Yeah. Prestidigitation. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. If anybody had prestidigitation, then you can do that. Well, thank you. So when you cast prestidigitation, you get another another effect from wild magic. Oh no. So what? Who else threw bits in? Cantrip. <laughs> who threw bits? Oh, it was Dish Pickle again. Oh my goodness. Oh, are we, we going to have to have words here? <laughs> so uh, just as before, go and roll that D hundred. Let's see what the effect is. Oh my! I'm going to shrink. I'm going to shrink by ten inches and be really upset. No, because it has to be odd. So maybe you'll just shrink by nine. That's assuming he gets the same <laughs> one again. True. Uh, well, I rolled a one again this time. This time I rolled a thirty with it. So that's thirty-one. 31. <laughs> so, as you as as, as, as Will and you guys hold out your rations, and Stagras goes to cast Presentation, he snaps the finger, you feel your food warm up, and he vanishes. <laughs> Shaggy. After about a minute or so, he reappears, thoroughly confused. Has... Wait a minute. Was, did he leave the hut? Yeah, wouldn't that make the hut come the down? The hut disappears if he leaves the hut. No, yeah. someone has to stay in it, but the spell is in effect. Actually, for I think it's the caster the has to stay in it. If you leave its area. Yeah. That's what it says. If the, the caster spell. leaves, the hut disappears. Okay. Oh, well, then, yeah, I guess it would, because uh, with that effect, you are transported to the astral plane until the end of your next turn, after oh, which man. time you return to the space you previously occupied, or the nearest unoccupied space if that space is occupied. <laughs> so, hang on a second. So, we're all sat there. I click my fingers, disappear, leaving plates of steaming food, and everybody suddenly sat outside eating and with all the snow that was piled on it even the little bit on the top falls down on collapses <laughs> wonderful thank you dish pickle i'm gonna rip the things like this going like wow that's never happened before <laughs> it was all shiny. cast it again cast it again before we get more wild magic yes quickly it's <laughs> At which point, I am now going to use my ability to cast it instantly as opposed to actually waiting 10 minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And with that, we're going to call it a, a session this week. Oh, man. Oh, oh we, just, we just beat it. We just beat it. Because Mr. Chelly just put it in there. Which it will oh. hold. For next week. <laughs> oh, man. It will hold. Well... Uh, it will either <laughs> two more and now another. Oh, oh no. two. So the, I think that um, shall we make it hold for the next one of Twilight's Gleaming or make it hold? Well, yeah, since it was Twilight's Gleaming, it'll hold till next week. So next week we have two wild magics oh, on no. the block right at the start. It's all fine. I've got rapiers to use instead. <laughs> oh gosh! Except we need the hut again. Oh, no, I've already cast that. He hook, already the cast down. the hut. He cast so it we're before good on it that. came in. Just, just, <laughs> just, just beat just it. Just made the wire. Just so, beat it by a hair. 
<laughs> this thing only lasts for eight hours. Yeah. So if you think about it, we're going to have to be, it's three times a day this thing's going to have to be cast to sit here and maintain it. It's fine, I can do the ritual, so it's not taking spell slots, it's all fine. As I say, I think we only need, we only need the, we only need the hut, though, if we're going to um, rest in it, right? Because otherwise we can just set up a, a observation point. We don't necessarily need to be inside the hut, right? Do we have the skills to build a real igloo? Probably be a survival check, I would suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do it as a group check. That would be fun. Well, to you speaking, you could use the, the dome as it stands at the moment as almost like a template for it. Just actually pack the snow tightly around it. That's what I thought she a... was doing, but then it was like, no, we just put a little bit on top to kind of break up the look. So it's like... Yeah, and again, yeah. The, the problem is if we do an igloo or something, we're not going to be able to see out, so somebody's still going to have to be out observing. Yeah. We could punch little holes, little eye slits in it. So well, would those, would how those are we getting ice? Ice holes? Yeah, we need no, ice, ice, not snow. Ice slits, not ice. Yeah, but if we ice just make holes. it out of snow, the snow is just going to... When the hut disappears, we need ice, right? No, no, no. If you, if you, no, if you pack... If you, if you make an igloo, you can you can pack snow and make an igloo. Yeah. yeah. I've done yeah. that. Before. To be fair, it's still a heavy snowfall. So after a while, the dome is going to be covered in snow. So if you pack more on top of it, it's just going to end up being piled on with more snow. That's a good well, maybe maybe that's what we'll do then is use the initial tiny hut to create the igloo and pack the snow around it so that it's uh, it's established for our observation point. Yeah, Shrag, Shrag that's might go That's a good point see. Dish Pickle made. Can, can now Shrag just travel to the astral plane since he's been there? No, he just kind Four of minutes? appeared there at random, was floating about looking at the uh, astral plane, and then just bamf back before he could get any real sense of where, uh, of direction or anything. Yeah, somebody came up to me and they were complaining and they were moaning and they wouldn't give up and everything was terrible. Wanted to know about uh, where a bus stop was with a seal or some crazy shenanigans. <laughs> Ah, that was good fun. But me, yeah. Mm, okay, well, magic. I'm going to have to watch that in the future. <laughs> yep. Well, the whole question of what could possibly go wrong? Well, I could grow. I could just disappear. <laughs> it could have been so much worse. The whole table could have been. It could have been worse. It could have been a fireball. <clears throat> oh, that's, that's the one I'm worried about. <laughs> now, see, that would be interesting. I can warm the food up. It'll be fine. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. I could just see that inside the tiny hut. <laughs> oh, can you just take Fireball off the magic wild table? Wild magic? <laughs> no, no, but I do need to add something to it. Uh-oh. I like 77 and 78. <laughs> yeah, that one's fun. You cast Polymorph on yourself. If you fail the saving throw, you turn into a sheep. That's amazing. But wow. no, the the last one is uh, you regain all expended sorcery points. So I need to change that to something yeah, else. That something else you could regain if you're not a sorcerer. Spell slots? 
I'm thinking maybe a D, maybe a D four. Depend. I need to double check on that. That's cool. Yeah, the potted that plant one's good. funny too. I was just gonna say it's what I was just reading. Forty one and forty two. Is it a bowl of petunias? No, it's just a potted plant. Be. Just potted plant. But it's on. It's forty two. It has to be a pot of petunias. Okay. It has to be. Uh, uh, forty two. I'm thinking it needs to be a weed plant. No, forty two. Well, that, that'd be twenty four. Four two zero. 42. Oh, okay. I see where you're going. Forty two, like the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go hitchhikers versus the other one because you know, family friendly <laughs> show. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we don't summon a whale on ourselves, we're fine. That would be bad. And the whale's name is Maui. Uh, <laughs> yes. Wow. Alrighty. Well, um, sorry. It was a kind of a it's kind of a slower session than some of the other ones we've been doing lately, but hopefully the payoff will be worth it. Now that you're uh, working your investigation. Yes. So, yeah, I wasn't sure we really wanted to tangle with the methods because that's what I'm guessing those were. Mm-hmm. Large methods. Large methods. Oh, large. good. How many of the large methods were there? Eight. Yeah. I'm Ow. glad we moved along. Owie. I say fireball. Hurt. Hmm. <laughs> those things are angry when they explode a little bit a little bit just a little bit i'm thinking a lot of it a lot of it a little bit a lot of it a little bit Mm. (laughs) (laughs) oh i never could have predicted the amount of ways that people have augmented that name (laughs) oh yeah i still think my favorite was when you got dropped Oh, yeah. Somebody rolled a nat one to try to pick up Waddleby, and she fell on her waddle butt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was funny. So, Well, cool. I'm kind of excited about staking out the the obelisk and seeing what comes through and fighting some things. Yep. We'll go over the the watch list and see who's on watch or how you guys are going to handle watches and stuff. I was going to say... um... As an elf, I only need four hours trance for long rest, so I can usually take quite a bit of time on watch. I only need four hours to rest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else, anyone else has that. Not really. No? Okay. So, but I can, and if we're going to divide up, you know, watches, I can usually pull a couple of them before I have to take a rest. Yes, lots and lots of magic. So yeah, uh, so we're staking out the obelisk, looking for anything that comes out or goes in. Correct. Taking note and possibly fighting. Sounds good. Sounds good. Come up with a couple of couple of things for that. That I'm sure you can. (laughs) Shrug needs rest. He's a growing boy. (laughs) (laughs) So. But uh, again, a uh, uh, shout out to and thank you to Sirenscape for the background music and s- soundboards we've been listening to. A uh, shout out and a thank you to uh, the cast for spending their Saturday morning with us to uh, play some D&D. Uh, shout out to the moderators who are here in chat hanging out. 
Thank you, Mobs. And a shout out to the Thank community, you. of course, because without you, these show the without your support, these shows couldn't keep going or keep improving. So, any support you can give is uh, highly appreciated. Thank you. And Thank we you. will hopefully see you. Is there anything you guys wish to plug or give a shout out for? Well, other than Wild Magic is, hey, Wild Magic, what could go wrong? Challenge accepted tonight at 8. Mm-hmm. Challenge accepted tonight at 8. Possibly might have a couple of guests uh, on the show for tonight to kind of see what's happening and uh, talk about more of what's going on related to Challenge Accepted tonight. So hopefully we will see you all tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, for Challenge Accepted. And with that, enjoy the rest of your day. Stay safe. Enjoy the weather if you can. And we'll Have a great see, day, guys. See you on our next stream. Bye. Bye. Ciao.